This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins Rama Bible Training Center, Nigeria. When one prays of the person, I don't get this question. I'll need help. Sir, please help me. What is this ability to know when one prays or the person prayed for is answered always? Is that faith? I don't get the question. Did you write it? Okay. Do you have a microphone? Let's if you introduce yourself real quick. My name is Kingsley. Your name is? My name is Kingsley. Kingsley, and you're here for the taster sessions. Yes. Excellent. We're glad to have you. My question is, what is it? This ability. What is this ability to know when someone's prayer or the person prayed for is always answered? Like you prayed for somebody, if the person's prayer is not answered, you will know within you. But if it's answered, you will know within you. That is you praying for someone. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. 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 No, 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 not about conviction. Not about conviction. What is the ability? What is this ability? This knowing. Yes, this okay. knowing. That's what I mean. L let's look at let's look at a scripture to let's look at a scripture to answer that. He's saying, what is this knowing? First Corinthians chapter two. First Corinthians chapter two. In first Corinthians chapter two, to put it in context. Sorry. I'm in first Corinthians chapter two. N notice the context here. Paul says says, when I came unto you, I made up my mind not to know anything except Jesus and him crucified. It says, I was with you in trembling and weakness. That means I just had a reverence for God and his power. He said that my, preach, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. And the reason why I didn't just try to outsmart you with words is because I didn't want your faith to rest in my ability to speak, I wanted your faith to rest on what was said, the truth of Christ and him crucified. He says, that's what we speak amongst them that are mature. This wisdom, which none of the prince of this world knew, for had they known, they will not have crucified the Lord of glory. Then verse 6. Howbeit we speak wisdom amongst them that are perfect or mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, not the princes of this world that are coming to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world's foundations of the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world had known. For if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verse 9, but as it is written, eyes have not seen. Is he talking about physical eyes? Ears have, 
I've not heard. Is he talking about physical ears? Is he talking about physical ears? Neither has it entered into the heart of men. Notice this. The things which God hath prepared for them that... What are those things? Things that are true in Christ. Things that are available to us in the heavenly places in Christ. Spiritual realities of his finished work that is now ours. Those things. He says, but God has revealed them. Them what? Them. Them. Them things. Remember Jesus saying that when the Holy Spirit is come, he will take the things of the Father and the things of the Son and reveal it to you. The sacrifice of Jesus made some things available to you. Then he goes on and says, But God had revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searched all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth, the word there is gnosis, it means to have by experience, to know, to have knowledge of. Just like this, what, this towel will know wetness because it's put in water. To experience it. In the same way, remember that scripture in 1 John 4, 16. We have known and believed the love that God has for us. We've experienced his kindness to us. We've laid hold of it. But that's this part of where our struggle is. When we think the knowledge of God, we think information. To know God is not have information about him. It's to have an experience of his person. To know his kindness. To experience his faithfulness. To experience his goodness. When you, when you catch yourself in sin, when you catch yourself in anger. Anger, you get angry and you become angry. And anger gets the better of you and you, you sin from anger. And you go to God, God, I thank you because there's forgiveness in you. I receive forgiveness. There's just a knowing that he forgave you. Why? He said if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just. When the devil tries to say, ah, God didn't forgive you. You laugh. Why? Because you received forgiveness based on his kindness, based on his faithfulness. You took forgiveness. Is that taking that is the knowing that we're talking about? That is that same knowing? If you go down, it says, For what man knoweth the things of the man, said the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so the things of the things, the things of God, knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the things, but the Spirit which is of God, that we may that we may take, just like this towel will know wetness because it came in contact with water. Your spirit knows. Something of God. How do you know you know? 
on the inside, you know you know. And those things are not, the danger is we, we keep looking for natural things to make us feel like we know. Christianity was not designed to come from outside in. It was designed to come from inside out. Prosperity comes from inside out. I'm not looking to drive a certain car to feel that I'm blessed. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was blessed long before there was anything external that validated my blessedness. And it's nurturing Christians to follow Christ based on knowing by spiritual maturity. So in that same way, practicing of receiving things by faith and knowing that you continue in the place of prayer and you just know. It, you, that's why you have to be careful sometimes in trying to explain spiritual things, you go overboard because you're trying to convince people. No, no, no. Some things are just, just wait and watch. It will show up. You'll see it. So those things is, you're praying, there's still no peace about it. Oh my God. How many times have you felt prayer on the inside? Then you went to open the kitchen, fridge, and started eating. And after you ate what you ate, there was still, there was still a dissatisfaction and you went to eat more. What is worrying you is not outside. It's from inside. What you're sensing is not something that external food quenches. Ah, you, you see, the bulk of people, the bulk of us are looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm -mm -mm. You see, it's not the label on the shirt. It's not the label on the car that gives you the affirmation you need. That, that fulfillment you're really finding in stuff is found in a relationship in him. So that knowing is, you practice and cultivate it. Then just in purity and sincerity, you get to a place. I still need to take a little more time to pray about that. There's still, remember, it says for the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. It says, it, but it's in righteousness, is peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. It says, and he that serveth God in these things is acceptable to him. We're trying to say, I'm prosperous because I drive a certain type of car. No, 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 no. External things don't validate our approval of him. By faith. By faith. It's our faith. Because he that searches the heart is not looking at the external stuff. He's looking at heart to see if there's faith. Witness that I spend time with God. In there. Did that help you? I don't know, but I helped myself. Mommy, mommy, please introduce yourself. Okay, go ahead, ma. Go ahead, ma. I'll echo your question. Question is still on this um, Mark 11, 23. 23. Yes. That says, and Luke um, 9, 11. That he said, whatsoever you ask 
that if you believe in your heart, you will still get it. Without any doubt, um, any doubt in your heart. Is it, are we going to, to I know that God, God was, is the final. And I know that whatsoever he promises, he will do better. The problem I have is that when you have a particular need, that particular need, let me give an example, like a school fees of your son. And you see the death coming, coming, and you keep on calling. You spoke all manner of scriptures, but at the end of the day, the school fees did not appear. What do you now do, please? Okay. Mom, I, I appreciate, I appreciate, I appreciate, thank you for that question, Mom. This is the first thing to realize. This is the first thing that we need to realize. And I already alluded to it. Faith is not the only principle in the kingdom of God. Faith is not the only principle in the kingdom of God. Then this is the reality. That you develop your faith doesn't mean that you don't need to deal wisely in the affairs of this wife. There are still other laws of laws of community, laws of accountability, the laws of love, the role of the local church. What I don't want you leaving the impression is that faith is the only principle that I need to develop. And that if I have faith, I don't need anything else. The reality is all of us learn to cultivate our faith generally and specifically. What does that mean? That means that I've developed my faith for finances specifically doesn't mean I've developed my faith for healing. That is just the truth. It means that there's a way that I could have practiced trusting God for receiving financial blessing from him that I may not have practiced receiving healing from him. Both provided in redemption. There are people that don't have faith to receive the person of the Holy Ghost and they're born again. I've ministered the baptism of the Holy Ghost to people that said, I've been asked, I've been seeking for 15 years. Do you know the truth? They could have received it 15 years ago. Just like the areas of my life, I could have received God's provision five years ago. But because my faith was not based on sound knowledge, I didn't know how to receive. Or I received and I didn't hold on to it before it showed up. So that's where other principles come in. This is what I've learned and this is the beautiful part about pastoring. As a pastor, I will be the one to show you how to borrow from who you need to borrow from till it shows up. <laughs> You know, there was a time we used to think, if I'm walking in faith, I never need to ever borrow money. Listen to me. If your faith is not yet that developed, we, we, we can show you a few people to borrow from. And we'll show you a payment plan of the, how to pay it. And we will hold you accountable to pay the small, small amount so that you don't spoil your name and our name in the process. So faith is not just the only law. It's like healing. People want to make it sound like if you're believing God, you never take medication. That's not true. It couldn't be true. Jesus talked about physicians. Heal thyself. He didn't say, why do you talk about physician? No, he said physician, heal thyself. 
That means he affirms the value of physicians. Thank God for medical science. You know, I don't know about you, I got saved in those early days. And people thought breaking glasses was synonymous. You're, you're believing God for healing your sight. Breaking of glasses does not have anything to do with your sight being healed. Because have we said anything about breaking your glasses? No. no. We've talked about whosoever shall say, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe. That those things which he said shall come to pass, it shall have whatsoever he said. So the answer to that, mommy, is if your faith is not yet developed, let's look for all the other things. Do you have enough good relationships built so that we can leverage your relationship? Then if you do, let's, let's do that. So in the process of building faith, many times you have to know that you still have to do the other things that you know to do that common sense teaches but this is the danger. I've seen people that got healed. My mom was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2005. And you know, she struggled like that extreme faith teaching. She struggled with, should I do the procedure? Should I do the procedure? She eventually, after prayer, she did the procedure, had a mastectomy, had a reconstruction, and she just took serious eating properly since then, but more importantly, building and developing her, her faith for healing. I've seen too many people get healed, they just not develop their faith. Then the thing comes back again. You see, the issue with faith is spiritual laziness. That, that, that's the flat truth. Most of us just don't want to do the work of faith. The developing your faith. The cultivating the spiritual habit of developing your relationship with God. Meditating, studying, reading the word. The discipline of spiritual growth through the place of prayer. Of maintaining healthy Every time someone offends you, and you choose the love of God and dig deep to the love of God and forgive, you are exercising that muscle of faith. You are exercising yourself in spiritual growth. There are people that don't want to exercise themselves spiritually. They just want to use their um, equity as the excuse for their carnality for being strong-willed and self-centered. You know I'm an evil man and the evil man will not get over that. You're a new creation in Christ. Dig into who you are in Christ and exercise that. So the long answer to the short question is, faith needs to be cultivated but other principles are at work but that you borrowed or loaned money to meet a need now. Start to tell yourself, I will develop my faith so that the next time I won't need to borrow. Is 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 growing in faith. Paul said to Timothy, "Be an example in faith, in in purity, in charity." So there are many areas we develop our area. Our faith. What we're just saying is faith is one very important area. 
So her question is, but we always say we will not borrow. And you see, that goes back to those things that we say. Are we saying those things because you have a knowing or you are saying those things because they said you should say it? Ah, external things. And that's what we've done. We've trained ourselves to say it when people sell us to say it. What are you saying when anybody is not watching? Do we have conviction from it? How did the conviction come? Because pastor preached a hot message? And that's the reality. If you believe it, you will act it. But the issue many times is that many times we're making those confessions is because of people watching. It's unto people. If it is something that is purely between me and God, once this becomes watertight, what anybody says is not an issue. And, and that's why for all of us, that's why I put the emphasis. Get back to that place of intimacy with God. Put emphasis here. Don't look who is... Are they watching me make my confession? Do you notice I'm confessing? Can you see me confess? No. Get your eyes off people. Keep it on God. Then exercise yourself in righteousness. One more question. The gentleman in the tie, please let me honor him. The subject of faith. My name is Ajefo Ajefojo. I'm a gate crusher here. No, no, no. You're not a gate crusher. We welcomed you. We planned Amen. for you. Amen. We loved you to be here. You're not Amen. crushing. Amen. All right. Now, uh, sir, you said uh, for the first time in my life, I've heard that uh, faith can produce work. And there's not a popular theology coming from the dogmatic, Catholic, and Orthodox background. And we have millions of Christians <laughs> believing. Let's, let's respect yes. him. Let's respect him. And uh, we have millions of Christians, the body of Christ, under the conduit of Catholicism, still believing in the theology of James. And he asserts that faith without work is death. Now, how do you reconcile faith? The question here, sir, is uh, where is the place of work in the New Testament rendering of faith? Thank you, sir. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, guys, guys, let's, let's go easy. Let, let's respect him, especially because he's our guest. No sense of embarrassment. That question is very important. So what he's saying is, please, 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 please. His question is, what is the place of works in the New Testament when it comes to faith? Let me start by saying, it, saying this. We discern the body of Christ. So I have no problem with Catholics. Neither do I have problems with Baptists or Pentecostals or Charismatics. If you've put faith in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you are my brother. Are there institutional issues with all of us? 
So, and I say that just to say I'm not picking on Catholics. It's, I think it's not a discerning of body of Christ to do that. But the understanding of this, we embrace the entirety of the counsel of God's word. That I don't understand one portion of scripture doesn't mean it's not truth. It's actually canonized. That means it is believed to be all scriptures inspired. The issue of James and you, you, in your phrasing of the question, you actually answered the question. You said, what James says, faith without works is dead. The phrase that accomplishes that is being alone. Being alone. And the illustration he used is as the body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without works. Works, or what is better translated, corresponding actions are actions that flow out of living faith. Remember Hebrews chapter 6 talks about repentance from dead works. What are dead works? Dead works are works that are not, that don't flow out of a living relationship with God. In other words, if from God's word I start to meditate on um, the steps of the righteous are ordered of Lord, I'm trusting for direction. I need to make a shift in life or in ministry. And I start to meditate on that scripture. I take a few scriptures. The, a few scriptures like the steps of a righteous man are ordered of Lord. Um, um, Romans 8, 14 and 16. For the spirit bears witness. And I start to med meditate on that. In the place of meditating and declaring those words to myself. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I do not want for direction. Because the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. God is more interested in leading me than I want to be led. He guides me in the places I ought to go. I'm not confused. I start to declare the truth of God's word. I start to nurture myself in the truth of God's word. After a while, I start getting impressions of directions I need to take. Corresponding action to living faith. The issue is not... <laughs> you mentioned the Catholics, and I, I say that because... I remember as a student in Regent, I, I, I did a research for two of my professors, Dr. Brown and Dr. I can't remember the name of Dr. And it, it was evaluating the work of churches in addressing the HIV epidemic, what churches were doing. Oh my God, I, I flew from Virginia to Nigeria to do a research and just follow up with different churches. I left with a great depth of gratitude for the Catholic Church. A great depth of gratitude for the Catholic Church. Say whatever you want to say about Catholics. When rubber hits road and people need help, then about three years ago, I found out I was actually born in a Catholic church in Ibadan. Thank God for the Catholics. At some point in time, your relationship with God must have corresponding action. 
works that evidence a relationship with God. You are God's workmanship, created in, recreated in Christ Jesus unto good works. You are not saved by your good works, but salvation produces good works. Serving grace. If he holds us by serving grace, we grip him by serving grace. We must produce corresponding action. Thank you. I like that. So the bell went. No, let me take that brother. He had his hand. So we'll just finish this session and we'll know. We'll take the brother and we'll take assistant, hopefully, in five minutes. So if you go straight to the question. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I appreciate you, man of God. I thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hold on. Just be patient. Be patient. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We can hear you. God bless you, sir. You have. God, you. Um, amen. Um, in, my name is Mark. In obtaining by faith, um, and you get to that point where you know that Kai, I got it. I, I mean, I had it with God. I had an encounter. And this is done. Um, but you find yourself avoiding to know facts. As in, uh, come and sit. No, don't worry. You don't. You just avoid facts. Um, does that question? Okay, could that be some form of unbelief? That's one. Then number two. In Hebrews chapter 11, he says, you know, at some point, he says that some, some of these, or these all died God. in faith, even though they didn't get what they were standing in, didn't get in this, uh, yeah? They got it, but they didn't get it here. Yes. Now, how do you master Yes, controlling, oh boy, I got it there, I want it here. Okay, okay how do you okay. drive that? My two very extremely intelligent questions, I present those questions. Um, the first question you asked, you said, I remember the second, avoiding facts. You see, Really, avoiding facts many times is a function of us having not received. I'm telling you. You see, the scripture says, concerning, and that's why when you said it, I went straight to Abraham, Romans 4. Who against hope, verse 18, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall I see be. And being not weak, he faith. He considered not his own body, now dead, when, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. You see, many times, what we read is that 
he didn't look at his body. But if you look at the context, it's actually he looked at his body and said, Oh boy, you are dead, oh. But God's word is true. Being afraid to look at the facts is because you are not persuaded of the truth. When you are persuaded of the fact, you know God's law is a higher law than the law of the facts. You don't deny the facts. Remember what I said to you. Ah, oh boy, you have been coughing. I've been coughing for the last two days, but afraid. It will, you will see, it will go. I have prayed. You've been able to, you see, being afraid of facing the facts many times is the fact that you haven't dealt with the issue. You're still, you're not completely clear. You don't agree. Reacts the question. Go ahead. It's that you don't want to receive the gospel of the other side. Okay, because evil communication in that light corrupts, yes. So how do you, you have received, but you are careful not to be Ahead, not to lose it. Okay, so this is what you're saying. This is what I hear you saying. That what is the balance between me receiving by faith and being able to deal with the facts that confront me? So this is what I'm saying. If you believe that you've received by faith, you can look at the facts and still say, you look like you're standing there, but you're not there, you're a gunner. That mountain, you're not there anymore. Yes. You've moved, you just don't know it. Hang on, you'll find out. If you can't, do, if you can't face the facts, you, are not, you don't believe. Because perfect love casts out fear. When you're in faith, there's no fear. You can face the issue. You can face the mockery the issue brings. And be able to say, you know, it's just a matter of time. I received it by faith. It will come to pass. It, I, I'm obeying God in doing what he told me to do. It, it will show up because I already received it. I get the balance of not focusing on the, on the negative reports. But it's important not to be afraid of the report. I say that especially because of my mother's situation. She had a friend that was in denial about the fact that she had cancer. And he did. And in fact, it was after she died that she, my mom eventually now opened up and said, you know, I'm dealing with this issue. No, no, no. Faith does not deny the facts. Faith confronts the fact with the greater truth of God's word. Now you now have to find the balance of not, now not being preoccupied with those facts. Learning to keep your eyes on God's word. And every time the thoughts of the natural facts come, you cast it down and say, in the name of Jesus, I believe God's word is true concerning me. I believe that he meets my needs. I believe that I will not lack. Emphasizing that you... Everyone that believes in faith is tempted to stagger the promises of God. Yes, you have to learn the discipline 
of using the words that you have released to affirm that you got it when you prayed and that it is already in your possession though there's no physical evidence yes to substantiate it and that's where you receiving the love of God being strong in who you are in Christ and yielding to the Holy Spirit a large part of yielding to the Holy Spirit I thought God gave me this definition that if you look in the New Testament, just hang with me until I finish this thought. If you look in the New Testament, there is no place in the New Testament that talks about giving thanks for stuff. Every time the Bible talks about thanksgiving, it refers to the finished work of the cross that made available everything that you should have. That is why the prayer of thanksgiving is the prayer you make to affirm what you have received by faith and are standing for his manifestation. That's why almost every other type of prayer is connected to thanksgiving. Prayer with thanksgiving. Intercession with thanksgiving. Petition with thanksgiving. Is the prayer to say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the sacrifice of the cross. Thank you, Father, for what Jesus did. Thank you because I'm blessed. I've been translated. In fact, that scripture, who had, it says, giving thanks unto the Father, who had translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son is Lord. The giving of thanks is always tied to the finished work. Thanksgiving is not because, thank you, Father, for the car. Can I thank him for the car? Yes, you can. But the prayer of thanksgiving is tied to the source of that individual blessing. And that's what you keep doing. Thank you, Father. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Father, because you're working all things for my good. You stay in thanksgiving until the manifestation of that which you believe God shows up. Your second question? Praise the Lord. That which you've received. Yes, Hebrews 11, yeah. 13. Hebrews 11, 13. So how do, you, how, do, how do you own it? How do you become master okay. in the spirit and then bringing it here? You see, that goes back to what I will talk about in the last session. You see, our faith is tied to the cross. Everything that we're believing for is tied. Let's stop here because the bell says we should stop. We'll come back in the last session. For more information and inquiries, please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 08100163948 or 08076576163.